Well, once again, good morning. So glad that you are here. Today we've come together, as already indicated, to celebrate our mothers. And what a joyful day this is. You know, I know that, that on this day, um, it's difficult for many of us in this room that have lost our moms. Um, but I do want us to celebrate the memories of our moms together today. As I was preparing for this message, I came across this illustration. And this illustration is directed at, at husbands um, toward their wives. And it is this. These are things not to buy your wife. Okay? Number one, do not buy anything that plugs in. Okay? Been there, done that. Didn't work out too well for me. Don't buy clothing of any size. There is a one in 7,000 chance that you will get the right size. Meaning the other 6,999 times, she's going to be mad at you. Avoid all things useful. Don't buy anything that involves weight loss or self-improvement. Don't buy jewelry. The jewelry your wife wants, you can't afford. The jewelry you can afford, your wife does not want. And finally, do not spend too much. She'll ask, how do you think we're going to pay for this? If you spend too little, she won't say a word, but she'll think to herself, is this all I'm worth? Here are some things that mom would never say to her children. How on earth can you see the TV sitting that far away? Just leave all the lights on in the house. It makes the house look a little more cheery. Let me smell that shirt. Takes a whiff of it. Ah, you're good for another week. Go ahead and keep that stray dog. I'll feed it and I'll walk it every single day. You don't need to do a thing. Well, if Timmy's mom says it's okay, that's good enough for me. The curfew is just a general time to shoot for. It's not like I'm running a prison around here. And then finally, I don't have a tissue with me. Just use your shirt sleeve. You know, as we reflect on Mother's Day, all of us have sweet memories of our our mothers, of our grandmothers, of our wives, of those women that we have had the privilege of doing life with. This morning, we're going to be looking at Proverbs 31. We're going to be looking at a P31 woman, basically, is what we're going to do. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 31. We're going to be looking at verses 10 through 31. And I know that this is a passage of scripture that is often preached on Mother's Day. But I can honestly say I've never preached this passage of scripture ever to begin with, but never on Mother's Day either. And so... If you've heard this saying a million times, hopefully we'll put a, um, we'll, we will keep it fresh this morning for you, okay? And that God's word will speak to each and every one of us through the direction of the Holy Spirit. So Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31, this is what we read. An excellent wife 
who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maiden. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. What a woman, right? I mean, how many of you in this room, women, can say that you measure up to this woman in Scripture? Probably none of us. I mean, this is what this passage of Scripture is this morning. Is It is a passage of Scripture that, that we read in Proverbs 31.1. It says this, the words of King Lumel, an oracle that his mother taught him. Basically, what this passage of Scripture is, it, it, it is um, a mother telling her son that this is the kind of woman that you need to look for. And I think all of us that have children want our, our sons to find a woman like this. And we also want our daughters to find a man that will love them with all of their heart. Across the board, we want that perfect woman for our children. David Platt said um, of a Proverbs 31 woman, he wrote this, This is a picture of a perfect woman. In this proverb, we hear nothing about any imperfections in this woman. Think about what we just read. We read about how godly she is, how wise she is, what a wonderful wife she is, what amazing woman she is. She's a homemaker. She's a great cook who not only makes food for her family, but makes clothes for her children with her own bare hands. She gets up before everyone else gets up. 
She goes to bed after everyone else goes to bed. She practically never sleeps. She's strong. She's humble. She's confident. She's a servant. She's a leader. She's an entrepreneur who's out in the world making good business deals, buying property for the benefit of her family. And on top of that, she loves and cares for the poor. You know what kind of woman this is? This is Wonder Woman is who this is. All right. Um, As a result, women can easily read this passage. And instead of coming away encouraged, many or most or maybe all may be tempted to come away discouraged thinking I can never be that. Or single men can read this passage and think I want to find a wife that's perfect like this one. Or married men may read this passage of scripture and turn to their spouse, don't recommend this, and say, why don't you measure up to a Proverbs 31 woman? Okay, don't do that ever, especially on this day. I want you to know right now, Proverbs 31 is not a 31-point inspection system. Okay, that's not what this passage of scripture is. None of us measure up to who we're supposed to be in God's word. But what are we supposed to do, though? We are on a lifelong journey to become more and more like the men and women that God set us apart to be. This is a passage of scripture that has been given to us for our equipping, for our instruction, for our training. It has been given to us to help us become the men and women that God set us apart to be. It has been given to us as a source of training in the area of righteousness, in the area of right standing before God, in the area of right living before God. My prayer for each and every woman in this room, every woman in this room, whether you're a young lady, whether you're a teenage girl, a single lady, an engaged lady, a married woman, a mother, a divorced woman, or a widowed woman, that you aspire to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Notice our message point this morning. It's this, the value of a godly woman. I pray that all of us value the women in our lives and all of us seek to be the godly people that God set us apart to be. So before we look at a Proverbs 31 woman, I want us to first look at what Proverbs 31 says to us men in this room. So point number one is this, a Proverbs 31 man. Of the 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, 30 chapters are primarily addressed to men. Okay? It's a lot. 22 verses for women. 893 verses of Proverbs are addressed to us men. Why did God dedicate 98% of this book to us men? Why did he dedicate 98% of this wisdom literature to us? Think about that for a second. And now, do I really need to answer that question? But let me answer it in a couple of different ways. We are hard-headed, aren't we men? That's why 98% of this book is written to us. We are quick to speak, men, aren't we? We are slow to listen, 
aren't we? We are quick-tempered. And another thing that we are um, is we're remote hawks. Okay, We like to dictate what we watch while we're sitting on the couch, don't we? I know for me, I like to watch all things Discovery and all things History Channel. Okay, I like watching things like The Deadliest Catch and Ice Road Truckers and things like Gold Rush. And my wife knows that I like those things. Um, and you know what my wife likes to watch? She likes to watch things like um, the Hallmark Channel. And so sometimes we've got to give a little bit, don't we? You know, the list could go on and on as to why 98% of this book is dedicated to us men. But we know the reason, because we're hard-headed. That's basically what it comes down to. Here's an illustration um, that Billy Graham liked to share. This is one of his favorite stories. And it's about a husband who never bought anything for his wife on Mother's Day. Because he reasoned to himself that she is not his mother, and so he does not need to buy anything for her on Mother's Day. However, one year he decided to change the way that he approached Mother's Day, and so on his way home from work, he stopped by the the grocery store, and he bought a dozen red roses for his wife and a box of chocolate. And he goes home, and instead of going through the garage door like he normally would do, he he came around to the front door of the house, and he rang the doorbell. His wife comes to the door, and when she opened that door, he said, Happy Mother's Day, honey. I love you with all of my heart. And immediately, she just burst into tears. And these were not happy tears. These were sad, frustrating, discouraged tears tears. She instantly um, said, oh, Harry, this is the worst day of my life. The dishwasher broke, the toilet backed up, the kids have been fighting all day long, and the house is an absolute wreck, and then you come home and you're drunk. (laughs) Let's look at some attributes of a Proverbs 31 man. The first attribute is this, A Proverbs 31 man treasures his wife. He treasures his wife. We read in Proverbs 31.10, An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. You know, there is nothing more valuable to a man than his wife. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 we read, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. In the beginning of time, God recognized that it was not good for us hard-headed men to be alone. And so he provided us with a helpmate. And the helpmate that God has given you, we are to cherish them because they are the treasures of our lives. Notice also a Proverbs 30 man, one man, trust his wife. In verse 11, we read, the heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. One writer says this of the Proverbs 31 woman, what's unmistakable in Proverbs 31 is how fruitful and productive and active this woman is. She is buying fields, making goods to sell at the market, tending to everyone in the house. She's a go-getter because her husband is not a dictator. You know, I've been a pastor for, for many years. 
And I have seen men who lord themselves over their spouses. They are dictators. They are control freaks. And that is unhealthy. That is unbiblical. And it's certainly not the way a godly man is to do life with his wife and with his family. A Proverbs 31 man trust his wife. Notice also a Proverbs 31 man encourages his wife. We read in verses 28 and 29, her children rise up and call her blessing. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. All of us need a little encouragement at times, don't we? We like to be encouraged. We like to be patted on the back. We like to be told that we are doing a good job. I want you to know right now, women like that as well. Your wives like that. Your mothers like that. They like to hear it from their spouse and from their kids. Be an encourager in your home. Children, encourage your mamas. Love on your mamas because there's going to come a day when mom's not going to be here anymore and you will be left with the memories that you have. There is coming a day when she will not be here. A Proverbs 31 man treasures his wife, trusts his wife, and encourages his wife. Notice a Proverbs 31 woman is our second point. A Proverbs 31 woman. You know, as I was preparing for this, I came across another illustration of what, fi- what famous mothers might have said to their children. The first one is this. Mona Lisa's mother may have said, After all that money your father and I spent on your braces, Mona, that is the biggest smile you can give us. Humpty Dumpty's mother may have said, Humpty, if I've told you once, I've told you a hundred times, do not sit on that wall. But would you listen? No. Columbus's mother may have said, I don't care what you've discovered, Christopher. You could have written home every once in a while. (laughs) Goldilocks' mother uh, may have said this, I got a bill here for a busted chair from the Bear family. You've got some explaining to do. And then Jonah's mother may have said, and this is probably one of my favorite, that's a nice story, Jonah, but now tell me where you've really been for three days and three nights. <laughs> you know, if there's something that every, every one of us have, we have great stories that we can share about our mothers. Notice these attributes of a Proverbs 31 woman. The first thing is this, notice her wisdom. The book of Proverbs is a book full of wisdom literature. From the very first verse to the very last verse is full of wisdom. If we want to live a godly life, then we need to follow the instruction that has been given to us in all of God's word. But we also need to heed what Proverbs tells us and the instruction given to us in it. In Proverbs chapter 1 verses 1 through 7 we read this. The Proverbs of Solomon 
son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing and righteousness, justice and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. These are the opening verses within the book of Proverbs. And then we find in the closing verses of the book of Proverbs a wise woman. We see in Proverbs 31:30, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. This woman demonstrates her wisdom because she fears the Lord. She not only demonstrates wisdom by fearing the Lord, but when she opens up her mouth, she speaks wise words. We read in, in, in verse 26, says this, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. You know, I know my mom and my wife and the women in my life have certainly demonstrated wisdom toward me. They have spoke so many wise words to me. Sometimes those words are very difficult to hear, very difficult to process. But in the end, I'm a better person because of the wisdom that they have imparted upon me. Notice also a Proverbs 31 woman is a committed woman. Notice her commitment here. In Proverbs 31 verses 13 through 15 we read, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. When I think about my mom, I think about a woman who worked hard for her family. She worked hard around the house. She worked hard at her place of employment. She even worked hard at play. A Proverbs 31 woman is a committed woman. She is committed to her family. Did you notice what we read together in verses 15 and 18? In verse 15, we read this of a committed woman. She rises even before the sun. And in verse 18, we read that her lamp does not go out at night. A Proverbs 31 woman does not get much sleep. Some of you women in this room are in agreement. When I think about my wife, she usually is the last one to go to sleep and one of the first ones to get up in our household. Here's what I want to encourage each of our women with this morning. It's these words that we find in Isaiah chapter 40. It says this, behold, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. In the busyness of your schedules, in the tirelessness of your schedules, know this, the Lord Jesus Christ is there for you to find rest and you can find rest in Christ. Know that this morning. 
Also, a Proverbs 31 woman is generous. Notice this woman's generosity. In verse 20, we read, she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. A Proverbs 31 woman is a generous woman. And I will tell you right now that when it comes to generosity, I think probably all of us would be in agreement in this room that most of the women in our lives approach life with an open hand while we approach life as men more with a closed fist, don't we? You know, I know that's how I am. My wife is so much more generous than I am. And um, I'll never forget this. On my wife's 40th birthday, she could have chosen to do anything that she wanted to do. Um, The only restriction was our budget. She could have chosen anything to do, um, celebrated her birthday in any way that she wanted. But what she chose to do is she chose to go down to Dallas and work with a, a ministry there called Our Calling. And what we did on her 40th birthday is we went down there and we fed the homeless and we provided clothing and food for the homeless. That's the kind of wife that, that I married. And that's the kind of, of woman that most of you, women that most of you in this room are. You approach life definitely with an open hand. And that's what a Proverbs 31 woman is. They are generous. Men, we can learn something from the women in our lives and this Proverbs 31 woman for sure. In, in, in Isaiah 58 verses 6 through 8, we read this. Is not This the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. Is is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from our own flesh? Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. A Proverbs 31 woman is a generous woman, as all of us have been called to be. We are to be generous people. A Proverbs 31 woman is also courageous. Notice her courage in this passage of Scripture. She is not afraid of snow. For her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. That's what we read in verse 21. What that means is this. She will not be caught off guard when the weather changes because she is always one step ahead. How many of your, um, the women in your life are one step ahead? I know that my wife is one step ahead. I'm usually three steps behind. Okay, I'm thinking when it gets cold, then, then I'll address it then. Of course, I always wear shorts anyway, so there's not a whole lot to address there. But most of the women in our lives are courageous women. They tend to worry less. They tend, tend, uh, tend to stress less. They tend to complain less. And they also tend to squeal a little bit less when it comes to spiders, snakes, and mice. Um, at least I know that, that when I see those things, I squeal a little bit more than I probably should. Second Timothy 1.7 says this, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. A Proverbs 31 woman is a courageous woman. Notice also, notice 
a Proverbs 31's choice. So her choice in a mate. We read in verse 23, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. A Proverbs 31 woman also knows how to choose a mate. She does not settle for the first man that walks through the doors. She is selective. She is picky. She searches for a man that is going to be the spiritual leader in the home, a spiritual leader in the church, and a spiritual leader out in the community. She is not looking for a hypocrite, someone who acts one way at church, but another way in the home and another way out in the world whenever he's with his buddies. She is looking for a man that will love God, love her, and love and cherish their children. Young people, do not settle. Do not compromise. Seek a godly mate who will love God first and then love you and your children and y'all's family together. Notice also a Proverbs 31 woman is faithful. Notice her faith. In verses 28 through 30, we read, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpassed them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Young men in this room, seek out a woman above all things that loves the Lord. The greatest attribute of this woman, it is not her beauty. It is not her cooking skills. It is not her ability to make clothes or ability to serve others or her humility or her entrepreneurship or her strength. The greatest attribute of this woman is her fear of the Lord. That is her greatest attribute. And it is demonstrated because of her fears. You see, when we fear the Lord, that does not mean that we are scared of the Lord or that we hide from the Lord or that we run from the Lord as he gets close to us. To fear the Lord is to desire to please the Lord and live obedient to the Lord. That is what a Proverbs 31 woman does. She seeks to please the Lord in every area of her life. So women, seek to fear the Lord in every area of your life. Young men in this room, pursue women that fear the Lord above all things. And then also our final attribute that I want us to look at this morning is this. Notice her reward. In verse 31 we read, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Mother's Day has been set aside as a day for us to honor the ladies in our lives for the sacrifices that they make on a daily basis. You know what a Proverbs 31 woman's greatest reward is? Her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Her family her church family, her friends. My prayer for each of the ladies in this room 
and for every man in this room that we will love the women in our lives and encourage and appreciate them all the days of our lives. Let's cherish our moms. Let's cherish our wives. Let's cherish our granddaughters. Let's cherish the women that God has given us the privilege to do life with. Proverbs 31, 30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. This morning, you may be here and you you may not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you were to die today, you you may not know where you'll spend eternity. Scripture is very clear that we're going to spend eternity in one or two places, either heaven or hell. If you are here this morning and if you were to take your final breath on this day and you do not know where you'd spend eternity, I want to invite you this morning to make the greatest decision that you could ever make. And that is to confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. I pray that if you're here this morning and you have never done that and you've never repented of your sins and you've never turned to Jesus, that you'll do that on this day. There's no greatest, greater decision that you can make on this day than to do that very thing. Uh, and I'll tell you, children, there's no greater way that you can um, honor your moms on this day than to turn your life over to Jesus as well. If there's a decision you need to make this morning, we're going to stand together and I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer. If there's a decision you need to make, I'm going to invite you to come. You may need to come trust in Jesus or you may need to come this morning and join this church. I don't know what that decision is, but let's stand together and let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for the privilege to be in your house. Thank you for this day, Lord Jesus, that we have set aside to honor the women in our lives. Father, my prayer for every single woman in this room is this, that they will aspire to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And my prayer for every man in this room is this, that they will aspire to be a Proverbs 31 man. Father, we want to be your men and your women. We want to live our lives for you and not for the, the people or the things of this world, but for you. And so, Lord Jesus, if, as we go from here in a few minutes, Father, we pray that you will guide and direct our steps. Lord, as we enter into this time of invitation, Father, in a room of this size, there may be someone here this morning that has never placed their faith and trust in you. And so, Father... If there's someone here this morning that has not done that, I pray that this morning that they will repent of their sins and that they will turn to you to be the Lord and Savior of their lives. Father, may your Holy Spirit just fall upon this place. May your Holy Spirit convict where convicting needs to be. And Father, I pray that if there's a family here, an individual here that's been visiting this church for a while, that this will be the day that you will lead them to become a member of Friendship Baptist Church. Father, We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.